Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Sports Yak Podcast brought to you by Look Trailers, searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. Located only 24 minutes from Goshen, 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Visit LookTrailers.com. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. It's Sports Jack. Welcome to episode 311 of the Sports Yak Podcast. Oh, you mean the Tom Seaver episode? I recognize that name. He was on Magnum P.I. No, that's Tom Selleck. Oh. Tom Selleck. We're talking Tom Seaver. Do you remember the kids' cartoon Tom Terrific that used to run on Captain Kangaroo? I don't. Well, Tom Terrific was the nickname they gave Tom Seaver back in the day. Started his career with the New York Mets, also pitched for the Cincinnati Reds, uh, went back to the Mets, then the White Sox and the Red Sox. Tom Seaver won 311 games in his big league career. Cy Young Award winner through a no-hitter with the Reds. He was just kind of the prototypical power pitcher back in the day. It's funny. So he gets called up to the big leagues in 1967, and he winds up pitching in the All-Star game that year. In fact, uh, I think he got the save in the 15th inning. Anyway, at the All-Star game, he approaches Hank Aaron asking for an autograph and introduces himself. And Hank Aaron stops him and says, Kid, I know who you are, and before your career's over, everybody in this stadium will too. Wow. Nicknamed the franchise. The franchise. So when the Mets uh, sent him to Cincinnati, oh, did that create a firestorm in New York? And people stopped going to Mets games. They fell in the standings. And he was a beloved figure in Gotham. You know, he was called the franchise, much like me in high school. I was called the French fries. Yeah. Morning Corny was at 8.50. Oh, I don't are know we what past that? I don't know what you're bringing to the show now, <laughs> but Morning Corny was at 
that so Tom Seaver, 311 career wins, 198 of them with the New York Mets. Pitched the Mets to the World Series in 1969. Remember, they only finished in ninth place in 1968. They wind up going to the series in 69. Got them back there in 73. Just a, a tremendously smart individual, really a student of the game. Unfortunately, he died of dementia just this past year. Hmm. Well, we give him this episode, 311 Family Broadcasting Corporation in association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, this one will be relived, Chuck Freebie. Forever! And we segue into the 311, you giving us the information. You're the sports service portal that is Chuck Freebie. Well, he would not be happy with the way his beloved Mets played during the week at Wrigley Field as the Cubs finish off a sweep of the Mets with a 4-3 10-inning win last night. Jason Hayward comes off the bench in the 10th inning to deliver a pinch-hit game-winning single, and the Cubs suddenly find themselves back to the 500 mark at 9-9. Now, nobody is sitting there thinking that all of their problems are solved, but they, they have been receiving very good starting pitching. I think the bullpen has been superb for this team this year, and and that's been a marked improvement over what we've seen in the years. Last night, the combination of Ryan Tapera, Andrew Chafin, Craig Kimbrell, and Dan Winkler did a spectacular job of closing the door on the Mets. And the bats are starting to finally recover. You, You take a look at batting averages now. Remember, we talked... It was only about a week and a half ago that I was complaining that my weight was better than all but a couple of the Cub batting averages. Well, now Contreras is up to 268. Bryant's at 283. Rizzo is up to 230. He's been hot lately. Javi, That's quite a jump. Yeah. Isn't it like 135 when you yeah. talked last week? Okay. So in the last eight games, although Rizzo went hitless last night, in the last eight games he's hit about 400. Uh, Javi's still struggling at 206, but at least there's some some glimmers of hope. And now the Cubs at the 500 mark find themselves two games behind Milwaukee for first place in the NL Central. Obviously, there's a long way to go. I I still think the approach at the plate, it's been a little bit, bit more disciplined. You haven't seen as many hitters chasing pitches outside of the zone. That's still what bugs me the most about Javi. Corey, this year, Javi Baez, 32 strikeouts, one walk. Mm. So he's really been on the struggle bus at the plate. Now, can he deliver some magic moments? Sure he can. He had a grand slam the other night against the Mets. But now the Cubs at home for a big three-game series with Milwaukee this weekend. They play the Brewers a lot here in the months of April and May. Not so much down the stretch. So they need some wins against Milwaukee this weekend. Who else are you glancing at from last night? Well, the Tigers continue to struggle, and and this is not a surprise. They were picked to finish 
at the bottom of the AL Central. And, and yesterday in the snow flurries at Comerica Park, they lose to Pittsburgh by a count of 4-2. The White Sox did not play yesterday. They have been up and down. Uh, they are 9-9 nine and nine just like the Cubs right now, and they find themselves a couple of games behind Kansas City for first place in the AL Central. I still have a little bit more faith that the White Sox will kind of find their stride at some point and get past everybody else in the AL Central than I do with the Cubs. I don't think Milwaukee is built for the long run. I still think the Cardinals are going to wind up giving the Cubs some fits as the season goes along, but we'll see. I I know that we both came out and said both the Cubs and the White Sox will be in the postseason in October. I think that's still a possibility, but there are there are definitely flaws in the Cubs, especially as you get into the fifth starter, as you look at their lack of an ability to make contact on a regular basis, that I think the White Sox are better prepped to get to the postseason than the Cubs are. Sixth-ranked Notre Dame baseball in Chestnut Hill over the weekend. Do you think uh, upward movement as the weekend will get past us? I don't know that they can move up in the polls much higher than they are right now, but we'll see. They have won seven consecutive Atlantic Coast Conference Series. For Notre Dame baseball, you would have to go back to, I believe, 2006 for the last time that that happened, and that's when they were playing in the Big East, which is a, a much different conference. BC has always been a problem for Notre Dame teams out there. However, uh, I think this Notre Dame team is crafted a little bit differently, and and a lot of the credit for that has to go to Link Jarrett. They're number one in the country in fielding percentage. In other words, their pitchers can pitch with confidence, knowing that if the ball's hit to somebody, it's not going to be thrown away. They don't make a bunch of errors. They don't do things to beat themselves. Now, it doesn't mean that they're an unbeatable team. There are days where their pitching just isn't that great. There are days where the bats aren't connecting that great. That's going to happen in baseball. But the fact that they don't beat themselves, they don't walk a ton of people, and they don't give people free bases with errors really is a big part of this team's success right now. And Link Jarrett talked about that yesterday. He talked about the fact that this team has been able mentally to keep a strong focus And I think one of the things that has helped them in that is they haven't had a bunch of midweek games. You know, they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They've been able to practice and focus on the next conference opponent. Typically during a college baseball season, Corey, you'll play 56 games. And you have a lot of Tuesdays or Wednesdays where you're playing teams. Well, because of the COVID restrictions this year, that hasn't been the case for Notre Dame. And I think that's helped them really maintain kind of a steady pattern here for the season and focus their their team and their pitching on their Atlantic Coast Conference games. Things go better, it seems like, if they have a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series instead of, like you said, a Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, and the other thing is you're not using pitchers in those midweek games, Tuesday and Wednesday, so you have more arms in your bullpen that are available for you. Yeah in the Friday, Saturday, Sunday games, and I think that's a huge key for them as well. Let's stay with baseball. Tell me what happened at Four Winds Field last night. Well, a big night of high school baseball uh, last night around the area, but at Four Winds Field, you had the 
backyard base brawl, I guess, is what you could call it, between Penn and Mishawaka. Remember, they're not in the same conference anymore, so it's not automatic that they'll play each other. But they scheduled a baseball game together. They were able to put it at four wins. And Penn broke out the whooping sticks. And, and the Kingsmen have been swinging very good bats this week. After beating Elkhart 11 and nothing on Wednesday night, they beat Mishawaka last night 14-6. to Ryan Buckley had a three-run homer in the first to kind of set the tenor. Nate Kelly hit a homer a little bit later. Multiple guys with multiple hits. So the Kingsmen swung the bats well against a, a pretty decent Mishawaka team. So Greg Dykus's team seems to be finding itself a little bit here. Uh, great action last night around the area, though. Over in New Carlisle, uh, Jackson Turley gets the game-winning hit in the seventh inning, and New Prairie beats Adams by a count of 6-5. to five. That's Adams' first loss of the year and their first loss in the NIC. So that kind of jumbles up the league standings a little bit. Laporte has been a hot team right now. They have won 10 in a row, but last night they had to go 12 innings to beat Crown Point 3-2. to two. I was following my buddy Jim Peters, who was covering the game for the Laporte Herald-Dispatch, and he, he just kept saying, well, we go to the 9th. We go to the 10th. And I went to bed when they went to the 10th because that was like 9 o'clock Eastern time. And I'd sent him a text. I, how, long, how long have you been at the ballpark? And he goes, well, this game's now... As they were going to the 10th, the game was three hours and 10 minutes old. Wow. So now they they win it in 12. I imagine that was about a four-hour marathon at Schreiber Field. But the Slicers are, are playing well. And Northridge is a team that not a lot of people are talking about. Northridge is 6-0. and They've outscored their opponents by some amount like 82-11 to so far. They hammered Goshen last night 15-3. to It was a 5-3 ball game. Uh, I believe in the fourth inning or the fifth inning, and then Northridge just erupted with a 10 spot to put the game away. So you wonder if Northridge will start getting some votes in the 4A poll with that 6-0 record. I would hope that both Laporte and Northridge would start getting some votes. But I don't know how the Indiana High School baseball coaches poll works. And let's face it, there aren't a ton of 4A teams up this way, so I can understand where there would be a central Indiana bias in that poll. Uh, Softball last night, the game of the night was over in Elkhart. Clay, Katie Rodriguez's team, gets a 9-6 win over Elkhart. Lily Thornsbury with the game-winning hit. That one went 10 innings. Typical softball game goes 7, Corey, so three extra innings in that one. Uh, but Clay has won three in a row, and they've got a big game with St. Joe tonight over on the campus of Clay High School. St. Joe expected to be one of the top teams in the NIC this year. So if Clay, and, and I'm not saying Clay would be not for real if they lost this game, but if Clay's going to really contend for an NIC title, they've got to be able to get past a team like St. Joe tonight. Okay. You know, I'm in constant contact with the Maniacs, and they love them some local. So on behalf of them, thank you. Well, happy to do it. You know, it's good that we have local to talk about. The problem was uh, Tuesday, it snowed. Wednesday, it snowed. There wasn't a whole lot of local to talk about. So yesterday, the sun pops out. It was a glorious day, and uh, we're happy to have high school sports back. Saturday is one of the big days in track in the area and boys track in that it is the Goshen Relays, the 78th annual Goshen Relays. 
And, Corey, typically this is one of the biggest events in northern Indiana track. You get Mm. teams from all over the northern part of the state converging on Goshen. So it gives you a... a, Where does that happen? At the high school? at, At Goshen High School at Foreman Field. But the old sports editor at the Elkhart Truth that I worked for, Denny Kraft, used to go by the phrase, it always rains on the day of the Goshen Relays. And you look at the forecast tomorrow. Staying with uh, 82% chance of rain for the Goshen Relays, which is sad because you want to see these competitors be able to compete in the optimal conditions. And they probably won't be able to on Saturday. Last night, pretty good conditions. And Penn put on quite the display over at Adams, winning 90-42. to 42. Joey Rutten with a 13-foot pole vault. Now, that's not anywhere close to what historically has been best in the area, but 13 feet is about as good as I've seen posted for a pole vaulter in this area this year. Uh, we saw a couple of guys in the 800 go well under two minutes last night in that meet. That's Those are some good times. Uh, There was a young man down at Warsaw last night running for Northridge who ran the 100 in 11.02. That's a really good time. So we're starting to see those times come around in track. And that, to me, is one of the more exciting sports if if you're a spectator to go watch because there's something happening all the time. If they're in between races you can watch what's happening in the field events and things like that look trailers is searching for dedicated people to join their team they're hiring immediately for skilled positions including welders starting at 21 to 25 dollars per hour if you're looking for work in a great atmosphere that's focused on safety working smart and bettering the team every day then look trailers is for you they're located only 24 minutes from goshen and just nine minutes from white pigeon michigan their family of brands include Look Trailers, Pace American, Cargo Express, and Everlight Trailers. Fly online at looktrailers.com today. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. I got to tell you a moment of confession. Uh, Joey, good for you. I cannot see myself flinging myself into the air via a stick 13 feet. I do not have the spine. My, my son did that. Uh, I had to do a Chuck's Challenge for pole vaulting once. Really? With a young man down at Plymouth. How'd that go? Well, so I thought I thought I would give it a try. And then the closer I got to the bar with this pole in my hand, thinking that I'm going to allow this pole to bend and fling me up in the sky, I decided discretion was the better part of valor. So the the great thing is that day I had on a very brightly striped polo shirt. Okay. I I didn't have this thought until we got down there. And I thought, well, if we shoot this from far enough away, I can have the young man I'm competing with wear the <laughs> brightly striped polo shirt go over and we can get a close-up of me kind of landing Uh in the pit with the brightly striped polo shirt on and he was game for it so that's how that's how we did that Mm -hmm. who's that very bright whitely flesh man over to the left of the camera yes exactly uh what was tj's best uh pole vault uh peter was the pole peter and i think i think he finished as runner-up in the city meet 
one year. I think he might have gone ten nine. Okay. I remember maybe being younger and vaulting over a local ravine or something with a stick, <laughs> but not the straight up in the air over a bar. It it takes a special person to be able to do that. Right? Let's get back into the NBA, Chuck Freeby. What happened last night with the Bulls? Bulls won last night. Yay, rah. They beat Charlotte 108-91. Nikola Vucevic with a double-double, 18 points, 16 rebounds. So the Bulls still outside. Remember, the way it works in the NBA this year, in each conference, top six teams, they are locked into the playoffs. 7, 8, 9, 10 play in a little play-in tournament to see who gets to go into the playoffs the bulls right now are number 11 just a half game behind toronto to get into that play-in area so they still have about oh four weeks left in the season they have time to get into that play-in area but they hurt themselves the other night they played cleveland who's awful and they lost by 20 you, you cannot do that if you're the Bulls. You've got to beat those teams that are beneath you in the standings. And so, and let's face it, if Billy Donovan's team gets into the play-in tournament, okay, let's say they even make the playoffs. They're not beating Philadelphia. They're not beating Milwaukee. They're not beating Boston in a series. It's not happening. They're not that good yet. <laughs> Can I quote you on that? Yes. Yes, you may. That's a tweet coming down the pipe. Now, if you look at the Western Conference in the in the NBA, Golden State with Steph Curry is right at the bottom of being in that play-in tournament. Now, that's a team that could cause some people some problems if they get into the playoffs. Yeah, when that guy gets hot, look out. Memphis is another team with John Morant. They could cause some teams some problems if they Grizzlies. get into the playoffs. Okay. Oh, one other thing I wanted to note. You you say the people like local. How about Devin Kennedy last night for Orlando? He scored 17 points coming off the bench for the Magic. Uh, obviously, his career high. And they lost to New Orleans 135-100. But good for that young man who has really persevered and, and gone through some some tough times, had to pull out of Princeton, managed to work his way, was the MVP of the G League playoffs, mm-hmm. and then was able to parlay that into getting in with the Magic. First, he signed a 10-day contract. That expired. They went back and signed him to a two-way deal, which means that he can go back and forth between the G League and the NBA during normal circumstances. He'll be with the Magic the rest of the year. But what a great night for that young man. So happy for him. Yeah, I love that. I love that story. It's a good one to follow. He's a good follow on the Instagram. He has thoughts. Does he? he? <laughs> well, no. I mean, he he is a very he is a very intelligent young man, very thoughtful guy. He's been very open about his journey. I've yes. I've appreciated that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and he's on the upswing right now, so my, uh, I want to pass this along to you. As I was washing my son's Charlotte jersey last mm. night. Charlotte. He didn't wear it, did he? Because they were playing the Bulls. I would have hated that kind of family conflict. Yeah, he, he did not. He was relaying to me this new Call of Duty game. My, what an 80s soundtrack this thing has. I wouldn't doubt if you saw 
some Spotify ticks on the upswing in iTunes as this next generation gets them a hold of some aha Duran Duran. Oh, the Norwegian supergroup aha? The, the, the playlist. I, he rattled off the songs. I'd rattle off the group for him. And I'm telling you what, we're going to see a surge in the summer of 2021. A surge, Chuck. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. By the way, college football, I don't know why. If it's not broken, you try to fix it, but they did. So overtime in college football. Now, remember, college football overtime is different from high school. It's different than the NFL. The way the college football overtime works is the team gets the ball in the 25-yard line. It's first and 10. And, and it's kind of normal football from there, except you start at the opponent's 25-yard line. Okay. Now the NCAA is saying that in the second overtime, if you score a touchdown, you have to go for two. Before, that rule didn't in, come into effect until the third overtime. So they're moving it up to the second overtime. But the worst part of the rule is this. If you're still tied after the second overtime, we're not doing this thing from the 25-yard line anymore. We're just going dueling two-point conversion plays. And you run two-point conversion plays one against the other until somebody wins. And a group of people decided this is the best idea we have. Exactly. Who was on this committee? Because that ain't football. What is that? That's just that's just penalty kicks. That's what that is. It's the equivalent of penalty kicks in soccer. It's kind of this this abrupt ending to a game where okay, we've decided that um we're tired and we want to go home. Is that what it is? Trying to speed up the yeah. the end process? That's wow. Okay. Yeah, I well, I think you can tell by my tone. I don't like it. Mm. I don't like it. <laughs> Speaking of your tone, yes. any, any news on the PA announcing over at Notre Dame? Nobody has approached me. Nobody? Do you think they will? No. Do I need to do I need to reach out to them and say, "Hey, you might want to consider this person?" I think some people have said that on Twitter. I I don't hear any phone calls. You know, they. I, I looked into that little uh, tweet you were talking about with Notre Dame football. Mm-hmm. And I made a little video in here. Had yeah, some fun with it. You did. But I also tried to find an actual, like, how do I say this? Like, an official, validated, like, uh, re- resume spotting, like, here's where I actually apply. Right. Can't find it. No. I mean, literally, it's Twitter. I, I have to. No, I think what they're doing on Twitter is supposed to be more for fun. It's fun. It's not a real thing. I don't think so. Okay. But that's not the way they presented it. Right. That was the problem I had. I'm sure they've got candidates. My goodness, they have all these other sports that they have PA announcers for. Yeah. Could they could easily why, segue. Why wouldn't you take one of those people mm-hmm. and just move them into the football booth? Right. That, to me, that's the solution that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. But, again, people rarely consider me <laughs> when it comes to my opinion on these things, <laughs> whether it's the college football overtime or this. Okay. 
Well, we've got to the end of at least the headlines of the sports. Do you have a overrated, underrated oh, up your sleeve? I, I have a couple of them. Okay, let's yes. get into it. Let's go with the group Smash Mouth. <laughs> Severely overrated. Why do you say that? I mean... You have a bit of a history with them, don't you? I do. Uh, Care not, to share? Not only did I play their you know, two, three big hits... All-Star, I'm a Believer, Walking on the Sun, and that's it. That's that's it. But um, something uh, something was said on Twitter, and I may have said uh, I made a I may have made a Smash Mouth reference. Really? Uh, and my my lack of enjoyment of their song, particularly oh, All-Star. You didn't you didn't enjoy their work? Uh, no, and I may have said something on Twitter. One of their fans saw that tweet, sent it to the Smash Mouth Twitter account, and moments later, the Smash Mouth tweet was, we've looked into this guy's tweets, not much to see here. Oh. To which I have taken that and used that as my profile uh, header, as the great Smash Mouth has said, not much to see here. Not much to see here. Yeah. But I do find them overrated. I I would have to say I don't hear anybody talking about them now. Right. So I I can't say that they're overrated cuz I'm not sure anybody rates them right now. Now they, the lead singer is very outspoken. He would say underrated. Well, of course he would. Mhm. It is there any let, Let's break that down. That's kind of like college football coaches and recruit. Okay? There is nobody out there who is a performer that's going to say, oh no, I'm overrated. <laughs> that's like asking a college football coach, well, how did your recruiting go this year? There's not a college football coach that's going to say, we stunk. We didn't get the job done. You don't think there's an honest artist no! that would say, people think way too highly of me. I'm not as big a deal as they think. Well, now they might say something like that, mm-hmm. but they're not they're not going to say as a performer are you underrated or overrated oh yes we put on a very (laughs) overrated show (laughs) our show stinks all right next name (laughs) oh gosh i had one oh well i'll throw one your way if you don't have one abba i that's who i was gonna go yeah uh i think they're underrated I'm going to agree. I put on the greatest hits this morning getting ready for work here in the studio. And I was genuinely surprised after about seven songs in of like, man, these are these are hits. They're all hits. Like, and I still had disc two to get through. They are hits. And they're well crafted, even for like seventies pop disco, whatever, they're still quality hits. Underrated. I I agree, and I think the fact that they were able to kind of survive the disco era, yeah, come out the other side. And I said this to you on the air and the on the uh, station this morning: the fact that they they had the confidence going in to say, "I can see a musical out of this. All of our songs will eventually be used in this musical," and. You may not be able to figure out the story 
as we do the songs individually or record albums. Mm -hmm. But in our heads, we have this kind of planned out, and you'll see on the other side. And sure enough. And Mamma Mia is as big a hit as there's been in the last 10, 20. Now, I shouldn't say as big a hit as there's been. Hamilton obviously exceeds Mamma Mia. Yeah, but you have to put Mamma Mia. Well, let's. You have to put Mamma Mia easily. I would say top 20 Broadway. Oh, no question. No question. But sometimes we get prone to hyperbole in our speaking. And when I say as big a hit, uh, honestly, there is no as big a hit as Hamilton in the last decade. I can't find money, but it's it's a big one. But, you know. It's big. That's what people tune in here for is talk about Broadway musicals. <laughs> Look Trailers is searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. If you're looking for work in a great atmosphere that's focused on safety, working smart, and bettering the team every day, then Look Trailers is for you. They're located only 24 minutes from Goshen and just 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Their family of brands include Look Trailers, Pace American, Cargo Express, and Everlight Trailers. Fly online at looktrailers.com today. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. They say, uh, okay, the high school sports talk is nice, but when are you going to start breaking down those Broadway musicals? Yes. I would also say, uh, Little Rabbit Trail, one of the, the best one-hit wonders in the 80s was Frida of ABBA with her song, I Know There's Something Going On, oh, featuring yeah. the amazing drumming talents of one Phil Collins. Okay, so since you brought up one-hit wonders... Should I flesh this out for the listening public, or should we sit on it? I've never been more excited about a Sports Yak segment than I am the possibilities of this one. So we were thinking, kids, you know, there's a bracket for everything. We like to we like to have brackets. And uh, a couple of years ago in the summer, I did the movie, the sports movie bracket. It was a fantastic summer. 2019? And, yes, and it was. I, I was so pleased to see the reaction to that. The winner being? Uh, I believe the winner was Hoosiers. Hoosiers in one bracket and Sandlot in the other. Okay. Okay. So we are thinking, and, and Corey, I think, is going to come up with the bracket for this, of a one-hit wonders bracket. Oh. The 64 best one-hit wonders and putting them head-to-head to to find out what is the greatest one-hit wonder of all time. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to work on the science a little bit as far as it's one thing to be a one-hit wonder. Like, truly, there was no song after that one hit. I give you aha take on me. Right. Or uh, the group that did Hey Macarena. Mm, yeah, I mean, they're, they're. I can't even name the group because they were gone. Correct. You know, Mambo Number Five. Yeah, Lou Vega. Uh, come on, Eileen. Come Dexies, on, Eileen was another Midnight one. Runners. My Sharona, The Knack. Mm-hmm. But the question, the science will be: How long was it a one-hit wonder on the chart? Like, did it go seven weeks, eight weeks, fifteen weeks? It's one week. It'll be a lower seed. Right. That's the language we speak. I'm going to start putting this to work real quick. Well. Saturday, it's rainy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got your anniversary tonight. Happy anniversary, 27 years. 27 years. Episode 27 dedicated to you, Debbie. Go yeah. back and 
listen to that, whatever that was. <laughs> sure she will. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, after the, after the thrill of the anniversary night is done and you begin to embark on day one of year 28, I can think of no better project. And maybe Debbie would, maybe this is a couples project. Maybe Debbie would want to work on that with you. Yes, she'd bring to the table some meatloaf. She loved her some meatloaf. But see, meatloaf wasn't a one-hit wonder. That's where I get to shoot her down. That's right. <laughs> he he brought... And you live for that. He brought That's multiple really what's hits. made the marriage successful. <laughs> yes. Her proving me wrong, me proving her wrong. Yeah. All right, so we'll work on that. For the summer of 2021, what is the best one-hit wonder? According to you, the Yak fans, will you be... Do you think you'll retweet something like this? Well, I think we start the tweet on the Yak. Mm-hmm. I retweeted at 46 Sports, and that allows... Now, again, it's going to allow non-YAC participants to to have a, a say, Yeah, but that's okay. Okay. I, I appreciate you doing that. Well, from what you just said, though, that means you're on Twitter, right? Well, I am, shockingly... At forty six sports, Where, have you gotten the check mark yet? I haven't. Oh, no. I haven't looked. We're not even close to getting the check mark. No? I, I don't understand it. We've got. Um, I wonder if it's ten thousand followers. I wonder if that's a. Well, there are plenty of people that don't have ten thousand followers who have blue check marks. Are there? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's really what ticks me off. What checks you off? Yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well. My name is Corey. I'm on TikTok as well, Chuck. My name is Corey One. Ooh. My name is Corey One. And how's the TikTok account going? I've decided it's going to be true stories on TikTok. I'm giving you 60 seconds or less a story, a true story that has happened. To you or anybody? To me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I've already given you the take off your face story. I've given you the Stan Lee story. I've given you the Elton John story on TikTok. At my name is Corey One. I think you need to bring people towards the yak by perhaps over the weekend giving the Smash Mouth story. You think so? Yes. Okay. I do have an email update real quick. Oh, uh, we just got an email. Yeah, we just got an email. From a Michael P. Weber. Okay. Or as you know him, Pete Weber. Oh, yes. Uh, I relayed to Mike, Pete. Thanks for the quick response. I host a sports podcast with Chuck Freebie. Does that name ring a bell? Wink, wink. I told him about us connecting. He loves the idea, hoping maybe a a front end of the playoffs would be a good time. Uh, Side note, I really know nothing about sports. He knows everything about sports. Pete replied, I hope we make it to the postseason. Yeah. Holding on to last spot now by two points. Over Dallas. Just let me know. Signed, Pete Weber. Notre Dame Hockey, 74-76. to And there are some great Pete Weber stories out there. Which we will do our best to get should we get Pete Weber. The Predators make it into the playoffs. Yeah. If not, well, maybe it'll be a summer episode that we can slide in during (laughs) vacation. We always like to have a summer episode. Handy. Do we still have some Tom Rinaldi stuff that we can run? That's a great question. I don't know. Yeah. That might be dated by now. We have some ums and uhs from Matt Doherty. Oh, do we ever. (laughs) 
Until next time, Yak fans. Oogalooga, Tom Seaver. So Tom terrific, you. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. Sports Yak Podcast brought to you by Look Trailers. Searching for dedicated people to join their team. They're hiring immediately for skilled positions, including welders, starting at $21 to $25 per hour. Located only 24 minutes from Goshen, 9 minutes from White Pigeon, Michigan. Visit LookTrailers.com. Look Trailers is an equal opportunity employer. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.